Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 136 for the 16th of April, 2010. Hi Ian, how's it going? It's going very well, James, and uh, here we are on the couch for episode... Episode... Episode 136. Wow, it's lots of them, and we're going to talk about an amazing, eclectic mix of business news, technology news... Bit of content delivery, mobile news, gaming... And, of course, the other category. And we have an action-packed show for you today. We have stacks of news, so we're going to get cracking right Mm, into See if we can pile on through. Um, Okay, you first, Ian. Well... Uh, we've talked a bit before about uh, the uh, devices that Comcast are using in the United States mm-hmm. uh, to try and replace all the old analog uh, cable boxes. Right. They're calling them digi- uh, DTAs, digital terminal adapters or digital yep. transport adapters, depending mm-hmm. on who you ask. And uh, they've uh, so far got an exemption in certain cases to use them, uh, basically because they, they don't have a cable card in them, they don't have embedded security. Right, they're just um, cheap set or boxes, cheap, right? Cheap, 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 cheap. Uh, don't have interactive. All they do mm-hmm. is they're, they're trying to replace the analog boxes. So no OSD at all, presumably. Uh, enough uh, enough of a similar OSD to what the analog used to do, which mm-hmm. is pretty much what mm-hmm. channel you're on is basically it. Okay. Uh, and now they're asking for an exemption from... Uh, the FCC to be able to deploy HD digital terminal adapters. Well, that's a bit sneaky, I think, really, isn't it? <laughs> well, the argument is that they're they're saying that now HD is commonplace; it's pretty much everywhere. Uh, so why should uh, why shouldn't they get an exemption uh, when basically they want to be able to replace all the analog HD? adapters of which there are none. Why don't they just let the consumers decide, and you pay a bit extra if you want a cable card? You know, I guess you buy your own. Does it mean you, it doesn't mean you can't buy a cable card receiver? I mean, no, they still have to still, provide it. Yeah, you can still go to retail yeah, and buy so, one. Allegedly, I don't know who mm. from. Uh, take it home, plug it in. Mm. Uh, or you can. Uh, I mean, essentially, there's no retail. What they're saying is there's no retail market for DTAs, so they're not you know infringing in that respect. Yeah, and uh, they're trying to get it uh, down to a price point of about fifty dollars a pop for a high def DTA, which is mm-hmm. pretty impressive if you can do HD for. Uh, oh, you should be able to do that pretty... Yeah, well, mess and their sort of quantities. So, uh, we'll be interesting to see how the FCC responds yeah. to that. Because uh, mm. at that point, you know, they are confirming that, um, first of all, cable card has failed in some respects because obviously this is a scenario they haven't, you know, they didn't take into well, account. Well, I think it's one of, it happens in lots of jurisdictions I see where, you know, the, the regulator is just trying to break down a monopoly and, and fight for the consumer. Mm. But what they kind of often do is just put up the price of the, the hardware which the consumer will end up paying for yep. across the board. So um, they mean well, but maybe not particularly well thought through. Um, but mm. I'm sure there's you know various lobbies in there looking at that. So, I'm hmm. sure there's a few okay. interesting to see how that turns out. Um, I guess the the other, obviously iPad's launched since we, uh, and there's been mm. rushing around everywhere. Um, but uh, this is, uh, Israel's banned them already. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the, I mean... So Apparently I was in uh, Hong Kong last week, uh-huh. and uh, you can wander into uh, like the one shy computer market and yeah. buy yourself an iPad. So they can't be that rare, really. Um, I almost thought of giving you a call, James, and seeing if you wanted one. But they were about uh, let me see six hundred and six hundred and twenty thousand Hong Kong dollars, not which, twenty thousand, uh, which is uh, six and a half thousand, six six thousand two hundred, six thousand two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is mm, not not too, not too bad. much an uplift. Not too bad. Oh, it's about eight, it's eight Hong Kong dollars to the 
dollar, I believe. Yep. So, hmm. it's not but too still, bad. it's still a bit of a premium. But that's you know that's Hong Kong for you can get anything. Okay. But I think the main beef here the Israelis have is it kicks out too much power in some of the Wi-Fi bands. I know, but it's surprising because you know any any American with a laptop that has a Wi-Fi uh, you know card in it and Wi-Fi facility mm. is going to have that power being pumped out if they take their laptop into Israel. Mm. Uh, so why are they being so funny about? Well, I know there was at one stage in Israel where Bluetooth was banned as well. Really? Yeah, I, I think it comes down to there's some military hardware using the similar frequencies, <laughs> and that's the. And there was a similar thing in France um, mm-hmm. with some of the Wi-Fi frequencies. There were some channels you couldn't use because they were reserved mm-hmm. for short-range, you know, special forces communications or something. Mm. Um, could, could be true, or I could be making it up. <laughs> it sounds um, like a good story. <laughs> uh, the other, I guess, big business news is Twitter has mm. um, started testing a an advertising program called Promoted Tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you search Twitter, it will put sponsored tweets at the top of your search results. Um, okay. So I'm not sure. I haven't seen any of these because I use I don't use a kind of kosher Twitter client, so I don't know how they're going to. I don't search tweets. I just look at tweets from my mm. my uh, friends or my followers, I guess. So well, lots um, of people do. Though. I mean, it's a good way of finding out if uh, if someone's using your product, how they feel about it, if they had any mm. problems. Um, so I know a lot of businesses do search, but. Uh, uh, and, and, and many people consider that the searching facility within Twitter is the best part of it. So, uh, or the worst part, because people use other f- things like TweetDeck and Seismic. But I guess they're they're inserting the um, the ads on through the API anyway. Yeah. So, so if, you, if you if you use the API and you get yeah. a search result back, one of the search results may Will well be, be one of these ads. Yeah, yeah. And the example ad in the show notes here uh, is a Starbucks. You know, get a free coffee. So it's more of a coupon actually. Okay. Um, cool. Fair enough. I mean, if you can. If you can make it fun and, and worthwhile, then uh, fantastic, but uh, we'll have mm. to see. I mean, I've, I've often found with Google that quite often uh, some of the ads that go along with search results are actually the things you wanted anyway. So Exactly, so it's useful, but uh, I guess it depends again how you get to using Twitter um, exactly. and how you use it, and whether you use it as a tool or a curio or whatever. So, uh, so uh, I mean, they've got plenty of money in the bank, but uh, hopefully they'll be able mm. to actually get some revenue for once. They've yeah. had zero yeah. revenue so far, is that right? That's I amazing. think so. I think they may have done some API deals oh, or something. Okay. Um, but because I mean, they, what they did is I think they got some revenue from from Google, Bing, and Yahoo because they allowed access to the API, oh, the, the full firehose right. of um, Twitter. Right. Others are just like you know, touch and touch and see kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, moving on, technology down under. Yeah, so... Uh, Did you um, see one of these? This is like, a looks like another Joggler kind of thing. Yeah, a Joggler. Was that the, what was that, what was the O2 version? The Joggler thing. I saw one today, actually. Was that um, Not too shabby, actually. It's like I a mean, picture this frame looks like the same thing from a company called Open Peak. They've oh. done a few, I did a little bit of research. They've done some deals with some, quite a few telcos mm-hmm. in um, Latin America, America, where they want to do some kind of, hub device i suppose right. um the idea being this is the um it says on the joggler deal it's in the um the brochures it's you know the new digital refrigerator door <laughs> um i mean what's it gone on it's like 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 apps well, and well there's an app store oh, um okay. but there's only like 15 apps in it at the moment right um but i think that's they've done a promotion in the uk recently so they're trying right. to get more devices out there to encourage people to um you know buy and develop and it's all flash based so mm-hmm. uh, nice. and it's a little atom processor inside so it rocks um, and touch screen so it's a little, it's like a small touch screen um, photo frame the screen's a bit bigger than your chumbi uh-huh. 
but it's got a lot more beef to it. It can, you know, it can yeah, play. It's a flat and process yeah, that can do yeah. full screen videos and all sorts of stuff. That would, yeah. that would be good. And uh, only, f- well, it was only 50 quid. So it was a, a bargain. So they've now put the price up again. Sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this one in Australia is 300 uh, Australian dollars or um, they'll uh, pretty much throw it in if you take a 24 month service agreement to well, get your broadband from Telstra. Yeah, I don't know if this has, this has got Wi-Fi in it only. So it is like a Wi-Fi connected photo frame with a touch screen. Yes, yes. Essentially. So that, I mean, that doesn't look like a too shabby device, really. Looks pretty nice. Um, but again, I'm thinking of modality. When are you going to use this? I mean, if you had it at your desk. I know, you just, I mean, you wouldn't use, you'd just use your PC, wouldn't you? Like, yeah, but I mean, I know widgets are quite good to have sort of on the side because you've only got one, it depends how many screens you've got, I suppose. But, mm, you know, true. logically, you'd, for the same price, you could buy a, another 19-inch monitor, plug it into your laptop, and you'd have a... <laughs> exactly, yeah. for 300 yeah. bucks. Like, that's oh, crazy. Mm. But uh, I must confess, the uh, the Chumbi is actually quite addictive. If you have it in the room somewhere, and it kind of changes its little apps, you know, that's, mm. that's what it does. And it uh, every now and then you kind of catch something, oh, that's interesting, and you can go and get more information about it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's quite a... Yours quite isn't quite so cute, because it's just a white blob, isn't it? But It is a white blob. It's not quite but, as spongy um, as the previous one. <laughs> um, well, it's not even a blob. It's a white container. Um, the other thing, um, which I thought was quite remarkable, is a biometric vending machine in... Um, only in Japan. Only in enough. Japan, yep. Uh, this is, there's been another one of these sort of uh, retail tech 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, it's a Coca-Cola machine that you can register... I guess you register your... Is this a finger vein vending machine? I, that brings up all sorts of weird <laughs> images in my mind about what things you might stick in this... this uh, but you basically stick your finger in this hole <laughs> yeah, and right. it says, oh, that's... that's uh, it's, it verifies that it's you based on the... Not uh, fingerprint, but the veins in your finger. I guess it right. shines some light through it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then allows you to buy stuff from the vending machine, which and vending machines in Japan, as uh, anyone who's yeah, been there will know, they are everywhere and you can get hot things, cold things. I really like the way you can get like hot coffee and tea and cold drinks from the same machine. So they kind of, I guess they recycle mm-hmm. the heat. Uh, but I think from watching the little video of this, uh, it also gives you personalized advertising because it doesn't only just authenticate you've got money uh, and deduct from your, your right. account. It knows who you are. <laughs> so it can offer you other promotions and deals just for you. Right. And there's a sort of a screen, a touch screen above it. You can say, oh, actually, yeah, I do. Would you like your this. favorite drink? But it's just other things. It's like mail order stuff. It's oh, like, right, you know, flowers right. or anything else. It's not necessarily, I mean, the, this demo, there's only Coca-Cola bottles in the machine. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's right. all you're going to get. And but, only uh, one type of Coca-Cola. Yeah, exactly. So, too. but it does promote other things. Anyway, I think, um, very cool. Whether I'd stick my, uh, stick <laughs> a digit into the machine, uh, and quite how you register. I'm not sure whether you can register uh, at the machine or, I guess you must have to. Yeah. But, uh, and all those Yakuza things are always chopping your fingers off anyway, aren't they? So, <laughs> it's uh, a bit of a worry. Yeah, so that's quite cool, though. Yeah, it's very cool technology. Mm. Very nice. And uh, moving on to uh, content delivery, we've got um, some news from Sky, uh, who have uh, just done a deal with Humax, mm-hmm. uh, and this is the first um, first real news we've seen about the uh, the Picnic platform. Now, Humex have already got a set-the-box that does uh, the iPlayer in uh-huh. the, the UK, so you can see BBC. Is this it. a different box, then? Uh, it's a new one. Um, but uh, it uh, it en- enables you to do iPlayer and now also uh, the Sky Player, right? Uh, on the same box. On the same box. Okay, so very cool. So it does basically on-demand content for BBC and for Sky, all on one platform, mm-hmm. as well as I presume as well as doing Freeview as well. So well, and I would hope Freeview HD. 
Although that's only available in select yep, no, locations. Definitely, definitely you can free VHD, so... You can probably get that, can't you? In London? Yep. Yeah, yeah. But uh, out uh, in the middle of Nowhereville? Mm, uh, no chance. Quite lucky. Yes, indeed. Um, so I think that's a precursor to Canvas, I suppose, in a way. Uh, well, or, or a competition. Yeah, if, it ever, if it ever happens. Yes. I mean, all, all these services would logically be available on a, mm. a unified platform. It would just make mm. it easier for smaller manufacturers. And I think Humex is probably one of the world's largest, we're certainly in the top three set-top manufacturers, so they've mm. got the resources to do some proactive retail stuff. Mm. Most people mm. um, just sort of follow the market. Um, so that's very cool. Uh, so you can pretty much get all your content on the one box. Uh, I don't know if you need, uh, do you need a Sky uh, IP connection in order to use that, or can you use your non-Sky um, IP connection? I'd guess you'd have to enter in some details. It's all like a TV everywhere thing. Mm. I don't think you can get everything for free. Uh, I would imagine not anyway. Um, quite so whether you need to register or I guess there's no smart card in it. So I don't know yeah. if any listeners yeah, out there have got any clue how it works. Yeah, send us a note at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. And we really appreciate that stuff you sent us. Cool. Um, I haven't put Opera Mini on my iPhone. But you I, haven't? No, but I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but I have heard it's, it's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously the loophole here is that it's not uh, a browser. It's just a renderer for renderer. proprietary stuff, yep. which uh, Opera generates at their, their head end. I think it could do good things for Opera, actually. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, the last, last note, it was the number one free app on all 22 app stores. Wow. And, uh, and the, the other sort of app store news I got with a new um, iPhone OS 4 mm-hmm. uh, which I've seen some demos of actually looks alright uh, not too shabby uh, they've included some restrict- further restrictions on mm-hmm. the use of cross uh, cross compilers yeah no, which is uh, it's, it's on the face of it you think well what's the problem with that and they've said oh it's to stop people delivering applications with a poor user experience because they're using mm-hmm. I guess the lowest common denominator of API mm-hmm. calls mm-hmm. Um, but you know if you've got apps that fart I mean how you know, that got through I mean I, I'm sure that wasn't cross compiled but um, uh, yes you know what I mean it, exactly. it seems if it seems a funny one yes uh, I mean I guess the commentary is that they're Apple are really sticking it to Adobe saying yeah. you know there's no way because Adobe have been working on this kind of flash cross compiler yeah uh, but what they're saying is legally you can't do that if you create it in one language and translate it into another but Funnily enough, it's also caught uh, another uh, technology, and uh, I think it's called Real 3D. Oh, right, Real D or something, Real D. Or okay, actually, I'll have to check on the name of that. But um, is it another Flash like? Yeah. Well, it's a it's a it's an ability to create graphics in OpenGL uh, and a bunch of other different graphics uh, okay. formats. So you basically uh, program the game or the graphics in hmm. in one language and it translates it for the so iPhone. A the, and yeah, so a lot of the game companies are doing that, aren't they, to create yeah. these great OpenGL games. So yeah. And, and, and uh, uh, oh, to use this actual uh, facility, uh, this tool, uh, some of the top 10 games are actually have actually been using it up until this point. So, well, what are the, Presumably the compiler is going to whack in some nice header file or something saying, created with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, so that, that's the app store just goes, Rrr. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Do you actually, do you actually submit your source code for? Um, for uh, yeah, but I would think Apple could probably, you know, decompile it. <laughs> um, mm. I would imagine they can probably do that fairly, fairly well because they're in control of the whole tool chain. I suppose uh, uh, maybe they include some nice signature enabling you to fully reconstruct the source. Um, uh, 
That's a sort of um, okay. Sony and 3D. Yeah, and how's this? Sony have actually bought the rights for, and who'd have thought they had any uh, the 3D rights to the uh, 2010 yeah. World Cup football? Uh, there was a big hurrah in the UK about this because it's for some reason unless the they won't be shown in the UK or mm. England won't get the coverage unless they make it through the first round of the World Cup. Oh, or really? Some, or something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it's contingent on how how well the uh, the UK football team. Well, it's, plays. it's not contingent. It's just that they're only show, so. If it, but they're, they're bother, right? I guess they have only got so much kit. I suppose I don't know how yeah. it works. So they're just starting in Germany, and none oh, of the games right. the UK uh, are playing and are being covered. It's only second round, mm-hmm. which will be shown in the UK. Oh, I see. Okay, so, um, so based on the fixtures. Yeah. Yeah. If, if uh, I think it's a road. It. Is it a road show? I think it is. Um, mm. Well, they're planning on. Uh, setting up some public viewing areas to actually be able to show it. Mm. Uh, good on FIFA, I suppose, selling extra rights. Yeah, you know. rights out of nowhere, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like cha-ching. <laughs> That's great. And so you are going to have 50, 50 venues in the UK. And mm. uh, Germany, in Germany, Berlin will be among places with a 3D public viewing venue as well. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Uh, also, on the 3D note, my uh, local pub here in Putney, The Fox, has uh, just put up signs saying it's now a 3D venue. Oh, right. And uh, putting up notes on when you can come and watch uh, 3D things. So I'm definitely going to go there and see what I can see in three dimensions. Yeah. Well, after the first, you have to put the beer goggles on. <laughs> they have like red and green beer goggles. I can imagine that. Um, uh, but I'm sure that's, I mean, it's going to be a bit of a crowd puller, you'd think. Um, I would think, yeah. And, and I'll be, I mean, I'm interested in from a kind of uh, consumer perspective to see uh uh, are people going to come to watch the game in 3D? I presume they'll have some TV set up non-3D as well. Uh, how many people watch the 3D versus the non-3D? Do people like it? So yeah. it'll be an interesting conversation. Do they charge admission or charge for the specs? Yeah, yeah I, I presume they have to charge oh, for the specs. Do like let that. us know. I will. Let's see yeah. how it goes. Now, uh, on to mobile, James. We've got uh, the big announcement this week on um, from Microsoft. Who've yeah, they've, um, they're sticking it to Apple and Google. Yes, and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> With the Kin. The Kin. Um, which is... Is it running Windows Windows Phone 7? Whatever Windows they call it. 7, Every, yep. It's Windows Phone 7, is it? Uh-huh. Um, the Kin 1 and the Kin 2. And mm. these are two kind of... One's an iPhone-like form factor, but with a slide-out keyboard. Mm-hmm. And the other one looks like a kind of a squashed Blackberry. <laughs> I'm kind of, which yeah. is, again, slide-out keyboard. It's like a weird... It's like a pebble-shaped thing with a slide-out oh, yeah. keyboard. Looks um, cool. And it doesn't look too bad. Um, I'm guessing there's an app store built in, built in Twitter, or is it MSN? I don't know. Yeah, it's all kind of... I mean, their yeah. idea here is to... They're trying to reach the younger market going after the kind of Facebook... Yeah. You've got Bing directions because I mean most young kids, as far as I know, they're not particularly technical. They just use whatever the defaults are, and yeah. the default Windows users are just going to use Bing. They're going to use MSN because it's all there. Exactly. Um, and the Zoom Marketplace is kind of coming in here as well, apparently. But then that's not available worldwide, so I guess it's going to be limited. Um, and even Mac users will be catered for allegedly. <laughs> Fantastic. With some special side loading program, which well, I guess will be a, maybe a new version of Windows Media Player. Um, well, good for oh, them. They're, they're actually called Turtle and Pure. Oh, the actual devices. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, the Turtle one does look a bit like a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Microsoft and Sharp has made them, so they're quite nice. Um, nice. And, uh, from from what I've read, uh, the people that have actually had a play with them have gone, 
Mm, that's actually not bad. I could actually no, get five no silvies too bad, one thank of these. Um, so I got a new, uh, a new BlackBerry actually uh, in the last couple of weeks, and it's the new um, 9700 Bold one. Oh, yeah. How does that work? But it's it's okay. It's got a um, but the thing, the weird thing is, it hasn't got a mini USB. It's got a micro USB. Oh yeah, they're all micro these days. Which yes. is like, ah, uh, you know, yeah, another piece <laughs> exactly. of cable. I mean, exactly. I thought I thought there was supposed to be a unified charger popping out. That is, but that's on that format. You see, it's on the micro USB. Well, they all. That's what it will be. Yeah, that's what it'll be allegedly. But um, <laughs> I mean, Apple are not going to do that, of course. And, no. Well, yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> we'll see. Um, I guess also in the the mobile news, whether it's uh, the iPad, they've not going to be selling it, and in, uh, internationally, so including Canada, I have to wait another month because they've sold so many yeah. in the US. Well, um, that's obviously completely rubbish because yeah, the actual devices are going to be different for other countries than they are for uh, for the US. So. Uh, yeah, because they can fill them with um, lead and arsenic in the US, can't they? Maybe <laughs> they can do pretty much anything. They can grease the moulds, whatever yep. they do with um, yep. arsenic and things. Exactly. They and bromofluorine <laughs> something or others. Have whatever. higher power Wi-Fi that'll kill you. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think those little phones look quite good. Very nice. Okay, so, uh, good on Microsoft for having another crack at it. Let's, uh-huh. uh, let's see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, very interesting. So, um, on to gaming news. Gaming. Uh, Mike, I think we talked about this before, but Xbox Live on the original Xbox uh, is, dead. Um, is dead. It's gone. Finished. finished. Finito. Um, so, anyone playing multiplayer games or any of those sort of things on the original Xbox will find it's a bit more difficult from today yeah. to be able to do that. But I'm sure most of them have got Xbox 360. That's the thing. I think the was the sound of one hand clapping. Yeah. Uh, now, that's it. nothing. I, I saw a Nintendo story about um, someone had hooked up a diabetes meter to a Nintendo DS right. and integrated it with some kind of game to encourage kids to take their readings. And, oh, you, okay. and so you plug the diabetes thingy uh-huh. into your... And it was a game and you got more um, virtual currency if you took your readings and if you, you kept your sugar levels within a certain oh, range, you got more points or something. Um, you motivate you to actually... Do it more regularly. Yeah, and you've got uh, something which also motivates people to do it more regularly. Well. On the Wii. <laughs> so this is a story, and the, the newspaper, to be fair, is the Daily Star, so <laughs> it gives you some idea. Do you read that every day? <laughs> well, I just happened to be on a tech blog, and it pointed to the newspaper, so. Okay. Uh, so a woman has gone from... <laughs> I can't even read, it's terrible. So <laughs> this uh, Amanda Flowers has fallen off her Wii Fitboard. Yeah. And uh, damaged a nerve, and it's uh, uh, it's called it's, the doctors reckon she's got sexual arousal syndrome due uh, to a damaged nerve, due to a twinged nerve. She said it began as a twinge down below before surging through my body. Sometimes it built up into a trembling orgasm. Uh, so and so the basically she fell off her Wii Fit. What a muppet! I tell you, there'll be lots of women throwing themselves off their Wii Fit boards, just hoping they they get this uh, exactly. Uh, so she says, with no cure, I just have to control my passion by breathing deeply. Hopefully one day I will find a super stud who can satisfy me. There we go. So she's not, uh, I thought her name was Randy Amanda Flowers, but it's just <laughs> Amanda Flowers. Okay. Um, there we go. That's uh, be, be careful there. Yeah. Um, you don't know. If you, be careful what you wish for. Indeed. And um, GameStation. Um, now GameStation is, is this a shop? Yes. And uh, they've, uh, 
<laughs> they're in the news here because uh, I guess the point I found interesting was that, uh, you know, all these games, James, and, and uh, software generally, we uh, click through the end user license agreement and uh, <laughs> don't normally read it. And what uh, GameStation's done. Well, it's a bit of a joke, but... Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the devilish joke, you might add. So um, in, in one of the clauses for their end user license agreement, uh, they uh, added the immortal soul clause, exactly, which so which can... claims, <laughs> which gives legal ownership of the customer's soul over to the UK-based <laughs> games retailer, and they claim that eighty-eight percent of their customers <laughs> have agreed to that. <laughs> And, and there's an opt-out box to say, no, I want to retain my immortal soul. Um, and if you, click, and if you, if you, if you do opt-out, they'll give you a five-pound gift voucher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the, the executives are now backpedalling um, and now assuring all customers they're not enforcing the soul clause <laughs> and they won't be sending the Grim Reaper around or whatever. Um, Fantastic. So they are going to send them an email saying, sorry, we're not, so we're going to change the contract. Um, <laughs> so they did actually... Uh, put this clause into their... It was an April 1st, April Fool. Yeah. I think that's a good good kick, actually, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, good little promotion. I, I think I'd like to work for a company that had that kind of sense of humour. That'd yeah, be quite it funny. Is a, it yeah. is a good sense of humour, and by the same token, when they did it, they are actually, you know, if you actually did read the EULA, they're rewarding you by, by giving you a little gift voucher. So. Yeah, so it's by the way. And a lot of us, to be fair, we don't read EULAs, that's do we? True. Yeah, we just click on through. That's true. And accept the default settings, which so is... Uh, who'd have thought that my soul was owned by GameStation and that my soul was only worth five pounds? <laughs> I'd say that's a bargain. Um, okay. Um, I guess this takes us into the uh, other section. Yes. Um, now, James, we're always interested in uh, user interfaces and ways of interacting with, with technology. Yeah, and I think we talked about this a bit before, this mind-reading brain-scanning software. Or maybe I just read my own mind. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's entirely possible. This yeah. is a simple apparatus which everyone could use at home where they just stick your head inside an MRI machine. <laughs> um, but I think it does it in real time. Yep. And it was able to tell the difference between two words. Uh, which yes. were, what so were the you, words? You had to think of either a word like bear or a word like, like hammer. hammer. And uh, it was able to, to tell 90% of the time which word you were thinking of. So there's clearly a long way to go before it becomes even useful. But All right. that's... Uh, and a person who's thinking, of a, who's thinking of a bear uses the same parts of the brain that light up when he or she thinks of a puppy or something else fairy. <laughs> right, uh, so it can't tell the difference between bear and puppy, but yeah. it can tell the difference between puppy and but, screwdriver. But the difference there is a bear gets your amygdala, which makes you think, mm. oh, shit, I better run away, going <laughs> up. Whereas it. a puppy thinks, oh... Warm fuzzies. Um, so I guess they, you know, there'd be a relationship between like a bear and maybe a snake, which would also make you want to run away. Right. Um, so they're, I guess, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, That's pretty cool. And all sorts of other wacky things about recording stuff and transparent holographic shopping display. Ooh, always handy. Where is this? a weird article. I think the most exciting other story, though, was... Um, DARPA, the uh, US Defense Advanced mm-hmm. Research Project's Ars, I don't know what they're called, but um, them, they've actually uh, decided to release a, uh, what they call a, is it a Transformer? Transformer uh, TX. Transformer TX is one of their new research programs where they're looking for something which can take off vertically and drive on roads for sort of 30 miles or something, and it, and it can carry lots of people. They're only giving away like $5 million, and they want to see one of these working. I mean, That's I don't think much. Optimus Prime is going to get out of bed for that, is he? <laughs> That's uh yeah, well, I think they they're struggling to get five million dollars is not very much to develop a completely new form of transport, but that would be very handy. Yeah, it's quite interesting. You can look in the show notes. You can see what they're actually asking it to do because it's got to be able to you know 
obviously they've found probably in Afghanistan and stuff. They want something to, they can, yeah. you know, drive in and it's got to be able to convert itself from a flying thing to a car thing and not be too big and all this kind of stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. it would be handy, James, if we were doing a podcast down your way, I could hop in my car plane thing, zoom on down, and then we could drive to the pub afterwards. Fantastic. <laughs> Indeed, or fly. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Um, Very handy. So that's quite cool. Um, another wild thing I, th- I saw was, um, you know, the, a lot of software these days has got, uh, for cameras, has got face recognition. Yeah. Some college kids doing a thesis on how can you defeat the face recognition uh, and specifically by applying makeup in certain patterns so it, it can no longer I guess it's like camouflage really it is but camouflage for cameras I guess mm. well a lot of stuff I guess you know people can cameras can see through things um, mm. and I saw some other some other uh, stuff which was doing a you know, like red eye, you can get yeah. red eye to see people's eyes. Basically, it was a thing for anti-surveillance, which could also look up to 300 meters away and see if anyone was looking at you. Oh, wow. Based cool. on the way the retinas right. actually reflect stuff. So it's like a, it's always flashing, but it's, um, I guess in some infrared way or ultraviolet way, which your eyes can't see, but it can tell if anyone's looking at you. Very interesting. Um, now, to be like fair, the, the kind of makeup that this person uses in order to uh, fool the finding a face camera te- technology... Yeah, you wouldn't actually wear that out in public because you'd get arrested. But. It's a bit Mardi Gras. <laughs> isn't it? Some of it yeah, is quite Mardi Gras. You know, it's like a yin and yang sign on your face. So you'd be... Uh, excellent. And so that prevents the camera from actually deciding that, that it's a face. Although, I think that those the fact that these small cameras can do that kind of recognition in real time these days is still quite amazing. But I guess they're maybe all using quite similar algorithms. That's, mm. the, that's the point. Um, you know, so I think, uh, and I guess if you're worried about Big Brother watching you, they always say that all those cameras in London and in the UK. Absolutely. Um, but the fact, is, the fact is no one's actually watching them. So it's only they can do post-production, you know, <laughs> yes, they can do post-analysis on them. So you see who did actually kill someone or Rob's one. So it's not, uh, not actually the best way of doing it, but uh, very good. Okie dokie, well, that kind of brings us to an, the end of our action-packed. does wrap us up a very packed episode. If you've got any feedback for us, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Indeedy. And uh, look forward to chatting with you next week, James. Indeed, perhaps. <laughs> we might have to have a little hiatus. We'll anyway, let's All see right. how it goes. Okay, goodbye for me, James. And bye for me, and Cheers. Bye. <laughs>